You're listening to The Bob and Bo Show. Here are your hosts, Ty Bob, Ty Bo, and Sean. Welcome back to the show, everyone. I am Ty Bob, uh, joined by Sean. No Ty Bo in this NFL show. Uh, you just heard him on the Chief show. Um, we've got a little bit of schedule flip-flopping with some work and whatnot. We work nine to fives just like you guys. So, um, yeah, we're here. We're doing it. We're live, baby. And we're coming with a NFL Week 8 slate. I believe it's Week 8 already. It's, it moves so fast when you start to get into the season. I mean, you just it, – it, it takes forever to get here. It takes forever to get here. And you start and you're like, yes, football is back. And you blink and you're halfway through the season. Can't believe it. Well, folks, there has been some large news um, coming – to the NFL today, the Kansas City Chiefs have traded for Kadarius Tony from uh, wide receiver from the New York Football Giants. Uh, as a rookie, he's a fantastic player. He has been quote unquote plagued by injuries. Um, obviously, didn't start until Week Four of last year. Came in for Sterling Shepard uh, due to Sterling Shepard's injury. Um, played most of the season, got hurt towards the end, uh, and then. Uh, requested a trade before the season started. Um, he played in the first game. I think he got a couple of snaps and then got benched. Uh, and he really hasn't done anything since then. Um, the, they, they, the giants did mark him as having injuries. However, I think uh, it's either a fake of an injury or they were designated injuries while he had a bad attitude because he has not practiced since October 5th. So I'm wondering if that has to do more so with him requesting a trade versus um, him uh, actually being injured. Uh, you can hear Tybo and I's thoughts about that if you haven't yet back on the Chief show. But because Sean was not there, I would like his thoughts on what this trade means for the Chiefs moving forward. Oh, it is a huge get for the Chiefs. Maybe not for this year, but for future years. It'll be a wide receiver to have under contract until 2024 with the option of 25 with a very low cost to them throughout this whole entire thing. Extremely shifty guy. Looks like he can move around very well. It's definitely because of the trade rumors or the trade request that he put out there that he's not playing. He has two catches on the year for, I believe, zero yards. Didn't play much after that. Went out with an injury. That injury may have been real. He sent out a tweet actually today saying, y'all, I'm going to try to pull this up for you right now. Uh, he said something along the lines of, y'all got that injury thing messed up. He's not really injured. He's just ready to go now. He never liked the Giants. He, he would rather rap for them instead of actually play football. But the Chiefs and Andy Reid love giving second chances. Fred Beach loves going after former first-round picks. We may have a solid punt returner now and Kadarius Tony, I think that's the biggest thing he's going to do for us this year. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to take a while to integrate into the the offense, obviously. Uh, we've seen issues with that before. It's, uh, it's wild to see that he has um, such a dislike for the New York football giants, given he has an entire back tattoo 
of the city. Maybe he just likes the city and the culture there and not so much uh, the losing outside of, well, I guess they haven't really lost this year. It just must be uh, Brian Dabble, uh, Mike Kafka issues going on there. Uh, there is some other news in the NFL uh, coming from at NFL rumors. The Eagles have already traded for Robert Quinn. That was the fourth round pick. Uh, they still have like eight picks, two in the first round. They do have the Saints pick. Uh, but coming from at NFL rumors, uh, several NFL teams have checked on Saints running back Alvin Kamara, which includes the Eagles. The Eagles did at one point offer a third round for Christian McCaffrey, which we know how that situation turned out going to the 49ers. Uh, this is the third or fourth time that I have now seen something about the Eagles going after Alvin Kamara. Uh, it would be interesting to see the uh, Saints give up their star player. He's their the offense. best player. Yeah, I, they're nothing without him. But should it happen – there, if there's one team that has the draft capital go to go out and do so, uh, and the cap space really to take on his contract, it's going to be the Eagles and the GM to get it done. I, it's a wild, it's a wild scenario. I, I mean, I don't f see the Eagles needing Alvin Kamara, given how good Miles Sanders is when healthy, and he has been this entire season. But undoubtedly, that is a weapon and a half to bring in. If not Alvin Kamara, look for them to go after Kareem Hunt as well. He's a very good option for him there, and he is on the trade block as well. Um, One more piece of news we did have uh, from at Adam Schefter. Uh, Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase uh, will be sidelined for four to six weeks with a hip injury. Uh, he did go and see a hip specialist on Wednesday, and they're seeking some more answers. Um, but – uh, it, it's not good news for Jamar. It's not good news for the Bengals, uh, especially given the other wide receiver injuries that they've had throughout the season. I believe Higgins went down at one point or a couple points. Um, Tyler Boyd seems to be hit and miss uh, on most occasions. That's going to be a big loss for that team. Yeah, it really will be. And let's see if that offense can keep it going for this period without Jamar Chase. If you own him in fantasy, that sucks for you because your team's going to hurt as well. That is Tybo. <laughs> uh, last little bit of news, uh, more related to the Kansas City Chiefs that we'll have covered more uh, on the Chiefs show, um, if you haven't heard it yet. Coming from uh, at Matt Verderami, um, from my understanding, it is the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs are still in the trade market for additional pieces if something makes sense for them, despite acquiring Kadarius Tony. KC still has a bevy of picks. I believe with conditional picks, we should be up to 11. Yep. Um, so who knows? Obviously, the Chiefs uh, need edge rushers or defensive tackles, somebody to help on that defensive line front. Um, it would also not be out of the realm of possibility to bring in potentially a right mm -hmm. tackle if that would be available. Um, also, possible that they may try to bring in a younger guy at left tackle um, given the struggles of not only playing but signing Orlando Brown Jr. That'd be very interesting. Will be. That's um, that's going to be a lot of shaking up if things 
go without a hitch like they're talking about. It It is all just rumors. Nobody will have any idea what's going on until it actually happens. Uh, but but stuff's lying around. It's uh, it's pretty good to see some things are actually happening uh, or getting ready to shake up, uh, which will change also the fantasy football realm. We've we've had Jamar go down. Kadarius Tooney's going over to a pass heavy fine. offense. Ah, that is a fine. I did it again. Kadarius <laughs> Tony uh, going to the to a pass heavy offense that will uh, change uh, his landscape, uh, especially in dynasty leagues. As well as the rest of the Chiefs receiving options. Yeah, even if, more. if given time to play, if definitely if given time to play, that'll be a, a massive change. Um, but one thing that we need to keep in mind is Sean is here with his fantasy football just the tips. That's right, baby. It's just the tips again. Here we go with the start on this week. We got quarterbacks right here, right now. Starting off with Jared Goff against Miami. It's in Detroit. They're not playing the Cowboys. The Dolphins defense is not very good in the secondary. Look for Jared Goff to have, Jared Goff to have a good game. Didn't they just hold Lamarvelous to a 15-point game? The Lions still have one of the top scoring offenses after a few first weeks. Probably not anymore, but... The last couple weeks have not been good. DeAndre Swift is coming back. That has helped Jared Goff. So I, 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 could, I could see it. Monroe St. Brown is also coming back after getting concussed in the second drive of last week's game. It was not a concussion. It was not, Her but he was out. Report, it was not a concussion. It just was the, the with the new protocols, protocol. it was the symptoms. Yep. Next quarterback, big surprise here. Quarterback for the New York football giants, Danny Dimes. <clears throat> He's going up against Seattle. That's going to be a tough matchup for him there. But the way they've been playing this year, He's still going to have to run the ball a lot. Look for him to score at least one rushing touchdown, maybe throw one as well, get around 200, 250 yards passing. Not the best game, but solid points for you, right around 20 for you. Last quarterback, another surprise here, Andy Dalton. This is for the guys who do not have any of the main quarterbacks or if they're on a bye this week. If you just need an option, this is definitely one of the last options to take, but... Andy Dalton. He's going up against the Raiders. Who knows what's going on over there with their defense, but he could have a good game. He is playing over a healthy Jameis Winston as well. What's going on there? Why? I thought I, I thought Jameis got activated. Why is are they just like hoping to maybe give him an extra week, uh, like the Chiefs did with Trent McDuffie? Either give him an extra week, or they're just not liking what they're seeing in practice because Jameis is a wild card. Andy Dalton's a little more sturdy, stable. <laughs> you think, but you see how he warm, or he gets ready for the NFL season. You don't know what he's doing. That's true. Running backs here, Raheem Mostert against Detroit. Detroit, terrible defense. Raheem Mostert, lead running back in Miami. He can have some good good yardage there. Look for him to go out. Now this one, the last London game of the year. Travis Etienne Jr., versus Denver. It's fine. I don't care. I'll take it. They're going up against Denver in London. No one's ready to play in London. The Denver Broncos aren't ready to play in London, especially with Russell Wilson doing high knees in the air, airplane four hours into the, or for four hours, working out for four hours while they're flying over there. Man, 
I've never heard a larger crock of shit. How do his teammates not hate him already? There's got to be NDAs where it's like you can't say anything bad about Russell at all, both at the Seahawks and now at the Broncos. Like there have got to be contracts just signed by 53 men, 52 other men saying they will not say a word bad against this guy. Oh, well, there have been previous Seahawks teammates of his that won the Super Bowl with him that say they have to talk to his agent just to talk to him. Disgusting. Moving on to a running back that was already mentioned a little bit by Ty Bob, DeAndre Swift. First week back, hopefully he's healthy from his injury. He's playing and he's healthy. Look for him to go off. Bouncing back to wide receivers right here. Cortland Sutton against Jacksonville Jaguars. Russell Wilson's back. London always has weird games. Look for him to throw him the ball a little bit. Hopefully he gets a touchdown. Not counting on it, but whenever Russell Wilson's in there throwing to him, he usually has pretty good numbers. This is my favorite stardom of the week right here. Terry McLaurin against Indianapolis. Indy has a pretty good secondary right there, but they have Taylor Heineke instead of Carson Wentz. And Taylor Heineke will take those chances and likes to sling the ball to Terry. They found a great connection last year, and it continued last week. So look for him to go out this week. Jahan Dotson could also be back, which would be another big guy. Look for the commies to have a good game against Indy and score a lot of points. And last wide receiver here, Tyler Boyd. With the Jamar Chase injury and what he did last week, look for him to be focused on again this week and have a very big game. Last two startups for the week, tight ends. George Kittle against the Rams. Christian McCaffrey's there now. They're going to have to count for him. May not have to block as much over there. For some reason, the 49ers always have the Rams number. And George Kittle, sorry, Greg Kittle. I'll take a fine if you want there. I'm calling him Greg. I don't Greg. even know why you call him Greg. I don't get He just that. seems like a Greg, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely a Greg. But he's going to have a good game. And last tight end here, Robert Tunyon against Buffalo. Aaron Rodgers is pissed at all of his receivers. Thinks they needs less playing time. Look for his tight end to go off. And now to the portion that always screws me over, the sit -em. I feel like I picked some good guys for the sit this week. Geno Smith against the New York Giants. He's had great numbers this year, but DK Metcalf is third, and I think they're going to be running the ball a lot more. DK's expected to play. Oh, is he? He uses that I was card. wrong. I was wrong on Jahan Dotson. He is unlikely to play, but DK is currently expected to play. Man, he makes... He showed the card twice this year so far. One for diarrhea and one for this. <laughs> Man. Next quarterback, Derek Carr against New Orleans. Nolens. Nolens, my bad. Look for him to have a bad game. He got hurt a little bit last week. Came back and played a little bit, but... Last quarterback... Kirk Cousins. I put him on the start of a few weeks, and he gives me nothing but mediocre performances. Look for him to have a bad one this week. Running backs here. Miles Sanders against Pittsburgh. Now, I'm not saying he can't have a good game, because he probably will now that I put him on the sit -em, but I don't think that they're going to be utilizing him there. I think it's going to be a lot more Jalen Hurts passing the ball and running. Kareem Hunt, sit him, 
He may be traded very soon. I don't know if they're going to risk playing him to get hurt if they're going to trade him. If you haven't sat him up to this point, what are you doing? Because he's been absolutely garbage. Yeah. yeah. And Damian Harris against the New York Jets. Jets defense looks pretty good. They're holding their teams down. Quite a few points. I expect Ramondre Stevenson to have a bigger game than Damian Harris. Wide receivers here. Tyler Lockett against the New York Giants. I think since you just alluded to, DK will be playing. They'll be going to DK a lot more. Brandon Cooks against Tennessee. He's in trade rumors as well. He may be traded. Probably not going to play him if he's going to get traded. He's not going anywhere. That contract is too big. No. And that's all my wide receivers. So we're going to go to tight end team. Kyle Pitts. I've been fooled by him too many times this year. We cannot start this man. Atlanta has no idea what they're doing with him. And they do not pass the ball. And the final one. Tyler Higby for the Rams against the Niners. Don't think he's going to have a big game. Expect to sit him. The Niners defense is going to get after Matt Stafford, and he's not going to be able to throw the ball very much. And that is just the tips. Wonderful, de- Wonderfully done. Wonderfully <laughs> done. Uh, a few questionables in there, uh, but for the most part, I think uh, there's there are a lot of tough matchups this week. Defenses are playing well. Um, we're, we're in the middle of the season where it's going to be injury, uh, injury season. It's just, everybody's going to be hurt trying to sit out and get healthy, uh, for the later portion or later quarter of the season. So we'll just have to kind of see how everything is going to pan out. Uh, now folks, we bring you some pretty good power rankings. I would say for the most part, we have not had to change them. I know I've said it's the best in the land. It's still the best in the land, even when we have to change them. Hey, you got to monitor yourself. You I, don't like Colin Co- I don't like Colin Coward much. I think he's fantastic in the way that he does his his job because he is a clickbait master. But the one one thing that he does really, really well is he always monitors himself. Where was Colin right? Where was Colin wrong? That's what we do. We just got to fix it a little bit if it's ever wrong. But this is one that will never be wrong. We are bringing you the top five best games to watch power ranking. Starting us off at number five. Number five is going to be a cold, cold night game. I'm talking about low temperature. These guys can see their breath wherever they go on the field. The best part about this usually is the big guys, the defensive linemen, offensive linemen, some of those guys get out there, got their shirts off before the game. Absolutely wild. Absolutely. Number four, we're coming with gloomy day games. Now, this is best if you're at any point in time. If you're watching on TV, the sun is not changing with the shadows. Um, you're not having to, uh, the screen is too bright or, or anything like that. And when you're at the stadium, you don't have to worry about heat. You don't have to worry about the shadows on the field. If you're a player, the sun being in your eyes, it's just a perfect day to watch when it is overcast, a little gloomy out. It's perfect. If you're at the stadium or at home, no matter what at number three, we're going to go with the, couldn't help it. 
I go with the noon hour games. They may not always be the best games, but guess what? They kick off your football Sunday. They start off seven hours of commercial free football. And usually if you have red zone, there's typically eight games on at a time. You can't beat that. That's football. That's football right there, man. If you don't have red zone, go stream it for free. Vipro, VIP row.me or streamies.xyz. Go, go pirate it. Okay. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. At number two, we're coming in with the holiday games. There's nothing better on a holiday. Thanksgiving. You're, you're done with your little lunch of, of turkey and ham. You get done and you just get to unbutton your pants, sit down and watch football. And at the end of the games, they're sitting there with a big old honking turkey leg, enjoying their Thanksgiving with you as well. Christmas Day is coming this year, folks. Big games coming on Christmas Day. Next year, Black Friday's turning into a holiday with football. There's nothing better than a day where you do nothing, eat, and watch some football. Some of the best food you could have right there. It's always ready for you whenever you want. Man, holiday games. Number one. It's tough to beat a good snow game. That's got to be number one, man. It is beautiful out there. You maybe get one or two a year, but seeing these guys run out there in the snow, act like little kids again, ah, that is some of the funnest football to watch. And being a Chiefs fan, Patrick slings it in anything. Slings it in anything. The really cool thing about snow games, man, is when they when the lines get covered, you have no idea where anybody is, and the yard markers are screwing everything up. It's just great when there's chaos going on. It's fun to watch. One of the best snow game players of all time, not a big fan now, LaShawn McCoy. Whenever he's with the Eagles high-stepping in the snow, man, that was fun to watch. Good time. Did it in Buffalo a few times as well. And that is going to be our power rankings for your types of games to watch. Debate us. Uh, debate us. Oh. Let us know. Drop a, drop a comment below on YouTube. Hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, uh, however you can reach us. Let us know what your favorite types of games to watch are. Now, finally, we will get into our games of the week. Uh, now, we switch it up. Who gets the rotation every week? Um, because that's just, it's it makes it a little bit of fair. Uh, so this week, I am in first. So I will be taking the Giants versus the Seahawks. Two teams unlikely to be in the positions where they are today. Uh, we expected Danny Dimes and the Giants to be hot garbage. Uh, we expected the Seahawks to be the worst team in the NFL, uh, to have zero wins up to probably this point. Um, Gino is playing out of his mind. Danny Dimes, even though he can't sling the ball, he's putting it in. Um, he's putting it in really good spots for his backup receivers to get to. Um, it's it's a good situation uh, for them and their defense, both defenses playing absolutely fantastic. As we talked about in our last show, the Seahawks have what could be one of the defensive rookies of the year. If he's, you know, in the conversation, at least if not at number one. Uh, so that is going to be one heck of a game. You're going to want to sit down in the three o'clock hour and make sure that is a game you watch. We're going to go with a 12 o'clock game next. That's going to be the Patriots versus the Jets. Two division rivals, 
They hate each other. The Jets finally feel like this may be their year to beat the Patriots. What more could you want? Even better, Mac Jones is going to be starting a quarterback. That is not look good for the Patriots. Love to see that. Maybe they'll get Bailey Zappi in there. Who knows? Because Bailey lights a fire under their offense. I'm excited about this game. This is the third time I picked the Jets this year. They've let me down once before. The other time wasn't as bad. But I expect this game to be a very good game. It's fun to see what Brian uh, James Robinson does in a new offense. Uh, I'm excited to see how he can lead that backfield and that team overall. I think Michael Carter will get the majority of the snaps this week, but Most expect likely. James Robinson to uh, to do Change something and show back. up. Yep. We'll move on to Tybo's pick uh, for game of the week. It is the 49ers going into uh, L.A. taking on the Rams. I don't know what the hell he's thinking here. This is going to be an off. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is going to be a great game, folks. It always is. It's always a low-scoring defensive affair, um, just like it it typically is, and it's going to be again this this week. Uh, now the 49ers have fully integrated Christian McCaffrey into the offense at this point. They have yeah. to, at least to to anybody's knowledge. Look for him to have a great game this week. I'm expecting him to be the lead back all night. 100%. 100%. Cam Akers uh, will probably be another healthy scratch. They've yep. got to get him out of there. The only issue with that is there's no there's no market for running back by committee running backs. Yeah. To, to make a trade uh, unless you want to take a conditional seventh rounder, which is like a 19th rounder in baseball. So uh, <laughs> it, it's not very good uh, for, for them. The the Rams can't get off the ground. The offensive line is bad. It is going to be a defensive battle. Uh, the Rams have a quarterback with no offensive line and the 49ers have an offensive line with no quarterback. So we'll have to see how this one plays out, but it is going to be a battle for uh, number one in the NFC West. Um, that is our games of the week. Make sure you're sitting in front of your television Woo! or by your radio. What do we got going on in the game tonight? Big pass to Chris Godwin. 50 yard, oh, 50 yard catch. Go. Catch and run. Let's go. I appreciate your help, Sean, uh, helping me make that decision. <laughs> uh, putting Chris Godwin in, I did decide to bench Amon Ross St. Brown and, hey. uh, uh, oh gosh, I don't even remember who the other receiver, Amari Cooper. Um, that was just uh, the was, tip, man. That was just the tip. tip. It's a get right game for the for the Bucks, man. And it's working out great so far. You love to see it. Uh, we will now jump into our uh, pick 'em for the week. Uh, As Tybo. we talked about uh, last time, Ravens Bucks tonight. Ravens are up three zero early in the first, with the Bucks threatening to score right now. We're going to continue this type of trend. So when we upload our Thursday night Friday shows. That'll come out for our pregame shows. You'll be getting live commentary for anything big that's happening over there, which will be pretty nice to see. Um, but we will get into our pick them here. Uh, as you know from our last show, uh, we're kind of changing up how we're taking our picks, uh, except this week's <laughs> going to stay the same uh, because Sean was a dick. <laughs> uh, so typically uh, whoever wins will get to choose which position they pick in for the week. The loser will always take first unless the winner decides to take first uh, choice. Uh, 
Uh, Sean did win last week. He chose to go second, which means Tybo still has to go first, <laughs> and it stays the same as it has been. So we will get into our pickums here. We have already chosen the Ravens and Bucks. If you have not listened to that, uh, go back and listen to our uh, NFL post-game show uh, that came out on Wednesday. Uh, so we will jump into our first game of uh, the weekend. It is the Denver Broncos and the uh, versus the Jaguars in London, 9.30 a.m. Central Time. Uh, the Jacksonville Jags, Jaguars are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, Tybo has picked the Jags here. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to go with the Broncos. They have to figure it out sometime. And they're not going to be in the U.S., so – why not figure it out overseas in London? Interesting take. I think I have to agree with Tybo here. It's going to be the Jags. Russell Wilson is bad. Uh, there has been trade and firing rumors. If the Broncos lose to the Jaguars in London, uh, the rumors are to expect number one, Nathaniel Hackett to be fired. Number two, Bradley Chubb to be traded. Uh, they're big implications. And I think Bradley wants out of there. Yeah. We'll jump into our first noon hour game of the weekend. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers heading into Philadelphia, taking on the Eagles, who are a 10-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Tybo has taken the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Eagles as well. They just look too good right now. They're going to stand defeated. They just got Robert Quinn. He's going to play at least a little bit. They're just too good. It's the Steelers. And that'll be a three front for the Eagles as I go uh, that way as well. Um, next up in the noon hour, we've got the Chicago Bears who will head into AT&T Stadium taking on Dak and the Cowboys. The Cowboys are a nine-point favorite, nine-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, Tybo here has taken the Cowboys. I believe Micah Parsons was listed on the injury report today. Interesting. So I don't know. If he will play, I'm trying to look at it now, see if he is limited or if he's just non-participant. He was just – he did not practice Wednesday and he was limited today. So that looks like he probably will play more than likely. Talking about practice? Not a game, but practice. But for that, I'm going to go with the Cowboys too. That'll Second be, game back for Dak. That will be three on the Cowboys. I'll lean that way as well. We'll jump in. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> wow. Uh, we'll, we'll jump into our next noon hour game. It is the New England Patriots headed into MetLife, taking on the Jets. Tybo here has taken the Jets. Man, Mac Jones is starting. I don't know if they're going to put Bailey Zappi in. That makes a big difference. I'm still going to go Jets. That's a, that's a good pick. I think I'm going to take the Patriots here. Um, the offense isn't particularly good. However, the defense has been their backbone for the last over 20 years with Bill Belichick at the helm. Um, I would expect the defense not to play as poorly as they did last week against the Bears. Hopefully not. Next up in the noon hour, we have got the Miami Dolphins heading into Detroit taking on the lions the lions are three uh are yeah three and a half point underdog at home uh 
Interesting. Tybo here has taken the Lions to win the game. Hmm. This could be a week the Lions win, but I'm still going to go with the Dolphins. The Lions will definitely cover, though. I'm going to take the Dolphins as well. Um, Tua seems to be back and healthy enough, and nobody can stop Tyreek. Shocker there, as we know firsthand. Uh, next up, we've got the Arizona Cardinals, who will head into Minnesota to take on the Vikings, who are Ooh. a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Wow. Ah. Uh, Tybo, Tybo has taken the Cardinals in another surprising pick. I think he's going for just D-Hop's going to go off. He's That's what he's hoping for, which I think he will, but Minnesota is just looking too good right now. Give me the Vikings. I'm also going to take the Vikings. It's going to be an interesting play here because we could see uh, six-round rookie uh, Keontae Ingram get more carries should Daryl Williams and um, Eno Benjamin Eno Benjamin and James Conner, who could be back, uh, are, are potentially going to be out. I think Eno uh, is healthy. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but he would be uh, Keontae Ingram would be the backup uh, for that. Uh, so it's interesting. Uh, if you are in a, a dynasty league and you have not yet picked up uh, Keontae Ingram, I would suggest you do that. One of the last games in the noon hour, we've got the Las Vegas Raiders who are heading into Nolan's taking on the saints. The saints are a one point underdog at home. Uh, Tybo here has taken the Raiders. I'm going to agree with Tybo here. It's uh, one day before Halloween, and those Raiders fans, at least in Oakland, they got wild for it. That's going to be a good fan base for them right there. They're going to travel to it at least. Yeah, give me the Raiders as well. Is this going to be the Raiders' third win of the season so far? Is that right? They still not picked up a second dub? No, they they got two. I thought it was against the Texans. So, uh, hey, this is the this is a game of whoever wins is going to be the first to three. There you go. That's that's awful for both teams. <laughs> uh, we'll jump to our final noon game of the weekend: the Carolina Panthers heading into Mercedes-Benz Stadium, taking on the Falcons, who are a four-point favorite at home. Tybo here has agreed with Vegas and taken the Falcons. Who? That's a tough pick, man. The way the Panthers played this past week, P.J. Walker did look a little bit better than Baker, but... I don't know who's starting. All three are expected to be available. We have no idea who the starter is for this week. Give me the Panthers. I think that's the smart move. I'm also going to take the Panthers. Uh, losing Christian McCaffrey has opened up their playbook as it's not, it's no longer one dimensional. You're seeing uh, DJ Moore uh, being able to, to get a lot more targets, especially now that uh, seat that uh, Christian and Robbie Anderson are both out. I think it's going to be a big, big win for the Panthers away in the division. We'll jump into our three o'clock hour where the Tennessee Titans will be heading into Houston to take on the Texans. The Texans are a two and a half point underdog at home. Tybo here agrees with the favorite of Vegas taking the Titans. I'm going to have to go with the Titans as well. Uh, their red zone efficiency is 
absolutely wild. They're leading the league again this year. Uh, Mike Vrabel is just a fantastic coach. Vrabel is a fantastic coach. Uh, the offense seems to be clicking finally. I guess uh, Derrick Henry is finally fully healthy. Um, I, I saw a stat somewhere earlier today in the last three games um, that Derrick Henry has played against the Texans. He has put up over 20 or over 200 yards with nearly 30 carries in each of the three contests. Wow. It's a ridiculous stat. So I will also take a Titans to make it a Titans wash. Uh, our next game starting at 325 is going to be uh, one of the games of the week. It is the New York Giants heading into Seattle to take on the Seahawks, who are a three-point favorite at home. Tybo here has agreed with Vegas to take the Seahawks. Uh, I might have to agree with Tybo. Give me the Seahawks. Uh, Giants 6-1. and one. They're going to have to lose sometime. I, I I would I almost took the Seahawks. I almost couldn't get it out of my mouth, but I almost took the Seahawks. I'm going to have to take the Giants here. I think the Giants' defense is just that much better than the Seahawks, uh, and it's not by much, but I think that's going to be the difference maker um, in this game. The 12th man is not what it used to be. Next game at 325, we've got – the other game of the week, it is the San Francisco 49ers heading into SoFi to take on the Rams, who are a one-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Tybo has taken the Rams. Bad choice by Tybo. Give me the Niners. They simply own the Rams. It's, it, it, remind me, if the 49ers win here, is this the seventh game in a row that they've gone unbeaten against the Rams? I don't know if it's seven, but it's definitely over it's five. Up there. It's getting up there. Uh, this will either be six or seven, uh, if I remember correctly. I will also take the Niners. The defense is too good. They have too many weapons. I don't think the Rams will be prepared for a handful of Christian McCaffrey behind that offensive line. Debo Samuel may not play, though. Interesting. He's that... he's very he's questionable right now. He, may, he hasn't practiced yet this week. We'll see if he practices tomorrow, but definitely going to be a game time decision for him. Practice. Not a game. About practice. (laughs) Our final game in the three o'clock hour, we've got the Washington commies heading into Indianapolis to take on the Colts who are a three point favorite at home. Tybo is taking the commies here. Mm. I meant to put this as a player to watch earlier, but Sam Ellinger. He looks great in preseason, but I don't think he's going to get his first win in his first start. Give me the commies. That's two picks for the commies. Um, I'm going to have to disagree. The commies are just a bad team. Uh, both teams are playing backup quarterbacks. Hey, Taylor Heineke <laughs> wins them games. Taylor though. Heineke does win those. Ge- well, no, he wins the big games or gets very close in the big games. Uh, when you get a little bit of film on him, he does end up turning into Ash. Um, we'll have to see what Sam Ellinger could do. Who knows? Uh, he's going to be more mobile than Matt Ryan. He's going to be a lot more mobile than Matt Ryan. I think he's got a few more weapons, um, uh, better weapons. I should say, uh, obviously Terry outweighs most people, but I think the wide receiver core as a whole for the Colts is a little bit better for the commies and not to mention 
who they've got in the back backfield in uh, in Jonathan Taylor. Uh, expect for him to get a large workload this week. Uh, for our Sunday night football game, I, I don't know which way. It could be good. It could be real bad. We've got the Green Bay Packers heading into Buffalo to take on Josh Allen and the Bills, Ooh. who are an 11-point favorite at home. This, oh, man. Who Tybo picked? Uh, sorry, Tybo did take the Bills. I think this is going to be a terrible game for the Packers. Give me the Bills. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bills as well. Packers look to be in shambles. I think this is a no-brainer pick of the week. Um, yeah, I don't know if I would... <clears throat> if I was... I, I don't know if I would pick the 11 points on the over, no. uh, but I, I, I might even take the Packers to backdoor cover. Uh, but if I'm if I'm not wanting to risk a, uh, a, a big loss here, uh, I would definitely ride the money line on the Bills. We will jump into our final game of the week. It is our Monday night showdown of the AFC North. The Cincinnati Bengals headed into Cleveland to take on the Browns, who are a three-point underdog at home. Uh, Tybo here has uh, decided to ride with Joey B and the Bungles. I'm going to have to ride with Joey B as well. Even though Jamar Chase is going to be out, Jacoby Brissett falls apart in the second half of the Browns. So if it's close or if they're in the lead, he's going to fall apart. Yeah, losing David Njoku does not help uh, his case when that is one of his favorite targets. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he can operate uh, or how the, how the Bungles will be able to eliminate Amari Cooper from this contest. It'll be interesting. Uh, I will also be taking the Bengals in this. They just have overall too many weapons. Um, it's going to be an interesting week. We have a ton of very, very good games. I'm excited to sit down for Red Zone. Um, I will not be watching the London game. Number one, I'm not getting up <laughs> that early. Number two, I have uh, banned the Broncos from my eye viewing capabilities. I uh, have even gotten very, very close to muting them on Twitter a couple times, but I can't <laughs> because it's just too damn funny what they're doing with that organization. You love to see it. You love to see it. Folks, that's going to do it. Oh, go ahead. No matter what, we're going to have a shakeup at the top next week. Either Tybo slipping, I'm slipping, or Tybo's coming right up. Something's going to happen. We're we going a lot of different... very far down. Yeah, we had a lot of different picks. <laughs> We did we have a quite lot. a few. Quite a few. It's going to be an uh, an interesting week to shake it up in the NFL. We're going to have some top teams who could possibly go down or show that they're still elite. Same with our weekly pick'em. Uh, but no matter what happens, we will be back next week to recap everything that has happened Thursday through Monday. Make sure to catch us back, Bob and Bo Show on Twitter, YouTube. Subscribe, like, share, rate. Review, Comment. do all that good stuff. Let us know what uh, what you think. Uh, yeah, give us your opinions. Maybe we'll do a little bit of mailbag segment if everybody starts to uh, to hit us up. We'd love <laughs> to do it. Uh, make sure to come back next week. But most importantly, always remember, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs.